Welcome to Oops, I Talk. No, that's not. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to uh, Divisive Issues. Shem. Left wing comic book podcast. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we are going to talk about politics in this one. Are we? Yeah, well, the the president's a Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, we're reading real life? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, alright. Welcome to Vice of Issues, a foul mouth. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry, Sly. (laughs) Are you sure you're using the right mic? You sound pretty... Far away. Far away. It kind of sounded like you were in a room. Like a big, like a, like uh, a big room. I'm not. I'm in the actually on the plane right now. Yeah, you should be outside in a field. <laughs> this old man, he played one. He played knickknack on my thumb with a knickknack. Patty whack, give a dog a bone. This old man came rolling home. Welcome to Vice of Vicious, spoiler-filled, foul-mouthed comic book podcast where we talk about comic books. I'm Sly. I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Yes, we're here, halfway through Edgelord August. I'm finally back for some Edgelord shit. Yeah, oh man, you missed such such a great episode. Yeah, you missed a treat, now we're getting to the bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you didn't like this? You didn't like this book we read? Uh, what book did we read? Old Man Logan, so... Yeah, yes. I, I, uh, I had only had any experience with this, even this theme at all, from when we, we talked about it in another comic... I don't remember which, and we also Civil War in the mo- two, I think. Yeah, and the movie Logan kind of I think draws some inspiration. Some yeah, inspiration it's just like it. Very little. <laughs> I only Logan is old. That's the only thing literally that's from the book. <laughs> oh, uh, and he's know, going on a trip. And yeah. he's a man. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you got me. He's a man. Did you, uh, so, fun fact: I this was one of the first Marvel books I ever read, wow. and it was. I borrowed it from uh, resident shitlord Evan in college. <laughs> Perfect. So thank you, Evan. I think you said you liked it, too. I did like it. I yeah, don't uh, anymore. You know what? I, I kind of liked it. How about that? I didn't have... I, I Yeah. I I really like Steve McNiven's art. Yes. That's the only, only thing I still say about uh, this. Okay, maybe... This might be like a Stockholm Syndrome-y thing, but I kind of just... I haven't had enough Edgelord in my life lately, so... Coming back and the first comic I'm reading is this. I was like, "This is this is pretty fun, you know. It's, it's, it's dumb." But so the first few issues I didn't like. I'm like, "This is dumb." But then I was like, "Wait, it's dumb and fun." And then I just went with it. <laughs> yeah. So, so the premise of the story is Logan is an old man and he's in the future, and uh, he given up being Wolverine and superheroes taking over the world. And super yeah, that's not superheroes, supervillains. The supervillains super taking yeah. over the world is like the most important part, I think, of the story because it it's like yeah. it's kind of like a dystopian story. Exactly. It, it's it's honestly like Mad Max at times. Like it's it's a really fucked up dystopia where there's just like gangs roving around the country, just killing random people and stealing their stuff. Yeah, supervillains are landlords, so they're like, you have to pay rent or we murder you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I have to say, I when I started, I was like, maybe this book isn't as edgelordy as I remember it is. And then by like issue like two or three, I was like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Never mind. It still could have been okay if it stopped earlier than it did. That's my... I do put this at towards the top of Mark Millar's works. I don't. Honestly. I think this is one of the lowest ones for me. Really? Yes. What? Worse uh, than Nemesis? Uh, yeah. I think I'm on, oh, this one convinced me to Daryl's side a little bit. That uh, <laughs> pure bad in some cases is better than some ambition when ambition is garbage and nothing, <laughs> nothing of the ambition is original or interesting at all. 
So Nemesis is worse, but that makes it better. You're saying yes. Like it's this is like the I was talking about ambition, and this is ambitious, but all the stuff that's in it that's trying to be serious and good has been done better so many times before. So all, all it yeah. is is just this good this this these. Uh, Tired old cliches with this goofy shit, and it's just a bad mix of both. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this is probably the most cliche thing I've ever read because it's like if you take every like Wild West movie that ever existed, where guy doesn't want to be violent anymore and then has to be violent for revenge, it's 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 like the archetype. They just took it and they're like, Wolverine is that guy. And plus, when you're reading it, there's a lot of parts that are very like Millar, but you can tell he's kind of like toned down throughout it because he would have done like worse thing especially to women in this uh this series if it wasn't marvel if they weren't at the helm saying like hey you probably shouldn't like you can't even cuss in this so one thing i was surprised about i thought this book was older than it is i thought it was like early 2000s it's 2008 yep which is surprising not only that the first issue was released in august 2008 very fitting (gasps) So, uh, just to, if anyone wants to read along, it's Wolverine issues 66 to 72 and giant size old man Logan. (laughs) That's a great, uh, that's a great phrase. You want to see my giant size old man Logan? (laughs) Um, Alright, let's get this garbage. Okay. (laughs) Alright, so it opens and it's with Wolverine walking off. Uh, not Wolverine, Logan. No, Wolverine's walking off into the night, and it's saying, like, what happened to Wolverine? He just disappeared one day. Did he get, like, really beat up, or did was he just tired of fighting? And then it takes place 50 years later, and then it's old man Logan riding a horse back home, and he's, like, reminiscing about, you know, uh, railroad tracks and a train coming at him. And then uh, he sees... He... Reminiscing. <laughs> back when <laughs> the I good was old days. the railroad tracks. <laughs> 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 and he sees and like talks to his family and they're talking about how they're going to be able to make rent for the the banners since this is the hulk's territory and hulk's family's territory yeah hulk's apparently a bad guy in this universe i yeah. found it so strange how many villains in this world are just like fuck it i just want to be evil and like 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 bruce banner he's literally just like i'm just gonna have a bunch of hulk kids with my well, he, it, it does try to reason that the gamma rays got to his head and made him crazy. So and it's then like, he, yeah, he he went crazy, but he got more, he got more control of the whole thing and did what he was saying. That makes perfect sense, right? <laughs> yeah, I do it's like Grey Hulk. I do have to, to issue a little bit of defense that future Crazy Hulk is like that's a. The Hulk is always evil in the future. It's like, always. Yeah, but it's not like uh, he's a redneck who fucks his cousin and shit like that. That's this, true. This, 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, he banged She-Hulk. Like, the Hulk is evil. The, the Hulk, like, whenever Hulk is evil in the future, it's because, like, uh, he blends basically the intellect of Bruce Banner with the power of the Hulk, and then he becomes unstoppable. Here, he's just a fucking dumb redneck who wants to be evil. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this, all the stuff about his family is revealed later in, like, this weird exposition dump for Bruce Banner. But, yeah, basically, he keeps having sex with She-Hulk, his cousin, because she's the only one who can keep the pace. <laughs> and they just keep having, like, lots of inbred babies, and now they're, like, the gangsters of this. They're in California. Yeah. Yeah, the California is, like, Hulk territory, and then this the Hulk gang, like rides around and in, takes in rent money. the which... Fantastic Four, the flying cars that they had. And instead <laughs> yeah. of Fantastic the... Four, it says, like, dead and four gotten. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand how... I know it's just silly dystopia, but, like, 
literally the whole country is fractured into supervillain enclaves and they still use like dollars. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. Like, sorry, dystopias don't, you don't pay rent. I, you know, like. I actually find it funny, like, because like there's so many stuff in the story that doesn't really factor into plot at all. Like, uh, I'm just gonna mention now, there's fucking like mole men's, uh, the mole man has like. The moloids? People. The moloids. They don't factor into the plot at all, really, but they, 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 they bring up how they're going around the world making the world sink down. And not uh, only that, but. Like, like, there's this weird exposition about how they're the Earth's defense mechanism yeah, exactly. to fight back against humans, and that goes nowhere. That was, it's just dropped and... Yeah, it's like, Mark Millar is trying to have a world building, and I'm like, that's cute, but you suck at this. Stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's almost like Mark Millar would rather just drop edgy concepts and not follow up on them than tell a real story. Yeah. yeah. Especially because, apparently, these molites, the way it's explained is, they showed up when exactly when the human population hit 8 billion, but is that, that must be before the dystopia then so with the moloids like eating people before the super and now they're, now they're just now it's a habit for them that they can't stop doing it <laughs> I don't know okay whatever back to the plot they're writing yeah. the cars. anyway <laughs> uh, so Logan's with his family and they're sitting outside when the the banners come and they're all like they're, they're pretty ugly big bulky green people yeah and uh, they say like your rent your rent's late and he says I'll give you more next time and so they decide to rough him up and he has like a brief image in his head where he thinks about putting out his claws and then cutting one of them down okay this bothers me so much because part of the story's like drive and part of the thing that i like about it is he refuses to take out his claws he refuses to take out his claws and he's like i'll never do that again and that happens pretty much the whole story until the very end spoilers obviously that's the way all these stories work but having this little like fantasy where he does it kind of like to me really hurts the like waiting for it waiting for it exactly. waiting for it because yeah. they just show it right away yeah. even though it didn't really happen yeah i also don't yeah. like that this is like there's no image or filtering over the picture it yeah, looks just right? like he killed him and then he's back alive and it's like what are you gonna do and I, then logan's like beat me up i thought the pages were out of order i had to do yep. a double take there it's supposed to disorient to you but like there's a way to do it right and i don't think this did it right it's just, it's yeah, just confusing I and I, I do I do like, agree with Ryan on th- that the idea of for some reason uh, a Wolverine who like a Wolverine. literally says I'd rather die than take out my claws again is a cool concept. Yeah, because but... a, a good comparison to it is it's kind of like a, a samurai that refuses to pull out his yeah. blade, yeah. and you're waiting the whole story to see him pull it out. So when he pulls out in the first issue in like a dream sequence, you're like, well. <laughs> A, a dream sequence that you can't tell is a dream yeah. sequence. Yeah. Like, dream sequences are generally bullshit. Like, I can really think of this instance where something cool happens only in the dream, and it's a good story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Wolf, uh, excuse me, Logan gets beat up, and then old man <laughs> Hawkeye is there to see him. And Hawkeye's blind for some reason. And yeah. he's like, I want you to help me. I have a package that I want delivered to New Babylon on the East Coast, and I want you to do it because you're the Wolverine. He's like, don't call me that. My name's Logan. They really overuse this fucking thing. Yes. Where, like, I like the idea of him being like, I'm not a superhero, I'm not Wolverine, I'm Logan now. But, like, you don't have to do it every five pages. Yeah, actually, every issue does the same, actually, things every time. Where Logan says, just so you know, Hawkeye, I'm not going to take out my claws. Also, I'm not Wolverine. Every issue. It's the next issue, it explains it in the text blurb beforehand. And then there's two instances where he says, I'm not Wolverine, I'm Logan. And it's like, you really only needed it once if that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he hugs his family and leaves, and they get in the, the spider mobile. This is, this is the only way he can pay the rent is to go do this yeah. quest. Yeah. So they yeah. take the spider mobile. 
which I was like, oh, okay. It is, this is weird tone. I, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, this is a weird tone story. Because Spider-Mobile was in the Spider-Man story. Like Johnny Torch made it uh, from, the, from the Fantastic Four made it for Spider-Man. But it was like a, a joking story where he Spider-Man drove on on the on walls with it. It was like a goofy story. And the story is going for like this dark dystopia, but then it has like these goofy shit come in. Goofy shit from stories that are meant to be jokes. And like, like what are you doing, really? <laughs> one thing that I, one joke that I did think was funny was Hawkeye insists that he has to drive. Logan just has to, like, yell out directions to yeah, him. Yeah, what? Like, I think that's funny. It's well, funny, it's but it though. takes, like, it... If if you're like, I have to, I have to complete this delivery mission to save my family, and he's like, uh, come with me, I can give you the money. Also, I'll, I'll let the blind guy drive. Wouldn't you just be like, no, I want to do this right, let, let me just drive, yeah, I that's, see. That's sacrificing realism for the sake of a joke. Yeah, right? it's, exactly. a gr- yeah. it's a kind of like gritty, dark story too. People get like murdered in this, and it's like, Hawkeye's like, let me drive. That's why at the beginning I was like, maybe this story's not as edgy as I think. Because so far we've had the Fantastic Car, we've had the Spider-Mobile, <laughs> and now this, this dr- blind guy is driving. Maybe this is a funny book. But it's not. Yeah. It's not though. Well, I mean, it, yeah. c- it keeps trying to straddle a line. Anyway, well, that's 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 the thing with a lot of Edge Lord stories you read, though. They're like they want to be really dark and gritty, but at the same time, they keep doing these fucking one-liners that makes it feel like I, I just I can't take it seriously, and it's not really funny because it's like yeah. way too fucked up. Well, that's Mark Millar. But you can't decide if it's trying to be a black comedy or a dark dystopian gritty story. Yeah, that's so Mark Millar. He he tries to straddle the line and ends up just teabagging the audience. Well, I wonder <laughs> if it was something that was ended like the the Marvel editors tried to have him add because why would when I read Red Sun, it was it didn't have like kind of jokes like this. It was a pretty like serious. Book. We, we can talk about editors at the end. Uh, let's uh, finish okay. this long ass. So <laughs> they're they're driving along. Then Hawkeye's like, "Watch this!" And then he drives off a cliff because the Spider Mobile is <laughs> durable. And then they arrive in the city, and that's where we get the Moloid exposition about like they're afraid of light. They've been sinking cities and eating people. Yeah. And for it's some not reason, the story, by the way. For some reason, this is like one of the most nonsense uh, side diversions. Is that they decide to check out the buildings to see if there's survivors, and they go in there, and then they meet like there's ghost riders, which is <laughs> it's people a <laughs> with ghost riders bikes, but not ghost rider. I don't know how this works. <laughs> I don't know either. They don't it didn't know. matter because they were there for like one panel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, they fight Logan. They're there to beat him up, and he's like, "No, I won't. I won't beat you up. Like I love you guys." Well, he doesn't say I love you guys. So it's like I just I refuse. I love to fight. you, man. I refuse to fight at the cost of my own life. So then Hawkeye's like, "Well, I'm blind, but I can still show you Kill what everyone. I can do." Kill everyone. Yeah. Well, ev- he still has like super senses. Like he could hear everything. And- yeah, he brings this up every time he fights. He's like, "Keep making noise." Yeah, every fight. Yep. So he... even to, even to the extent where later on they're like, it's three inches away from the voice of this person. It's like that's not. I mean, I guess whatever. It's comic. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so he he kills all the guys and he's like, I can't believe you would do this, Wolverine. That you wouldn't fight. And he's like, my name's Logan. And then also, I told you this six times already in the comic <laughs> yeah. that I won't fight. <laughs> you want me to drill at home? So they're driving around like the different destroyed cities. They go to a place called uh, Hammerfall, which used to be Las Vegas. And it, it shows you it's like where Thor's hammer fell into the ground. And then they meet Ultron 8, who is married to Hawkeye's ex-wife, who is Spider-Man's <laughs> daughter. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the fucking family relationship. One thing, one thing I do... Okay, this whole thing is really stupid. But the one thing that I want to point out about Hammerfall that is, I think, cool 
is in this world, this has become, like, a mecca where people come to pray that superheroes will come back. And Hawkeye's like, you know, like, in the old days when we would come back from the dead and just have a cool new costume and, like, save everybody. Like, they're waiting for that cavalry. And they all worship around Thor's hammer. Yeah, that's a good idea. I think that's a cool thing. Yeah, I agree. Well, uh, again, this is cool conceptually, but if, if... If this wasn't trying to be funny and this was just like an actual like, man, wouldn't it be fucked up if all the superheroes died? And there wouldn't was it be cool if we just made a Clint Eastwood movie with Wolverine and then they did? And it's called Logan, and that's why it's better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Let's just stop and go watch Logan. Right? Yeah, I, I agree. They they go and meet Ultron and Hawkeye's ex-wife, and she's like, "Do you know our daughter took off to go and fight like the landlord of this place?" Which uh, also, is also. Hawkeye's ex-wife is Peter Parker's youngest daughter, so that is a pretty large age gap, because Hawkeye's older than Peter Parker. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what yeah. I was wondering. I was like, this is a little skeezy, This is all shit for, like, fucking, like, the end of Harry Potter, when it's like, Albus Dumbledore, <laughs> Severus Potter, and it's like all this fucking fanfiction <laughs> bullshit that shouldn't be yeah. a fucking story. <laughs> anyway, especially because they try to do family drama, and she's like, you know, you left when she was a kid, and I, Ultron Eight has been the, has been there for me, and it's like, fuck, Ultron Eight, what's this? Yeah, yeah, I, he's been the real father. Yep, and he's dressed up and, in like normal clothes too, just with the Ultron. Ultron head. Eight, a robot in normal clothes, is like, whoa, don't get me involved in this yeah. between you and your ex. It's like, what is this? You tried to kill the universe. Anyway, they have to go save their daughter, which is she's clearly like Spider Woman because she's dressed up in the Spider Man outfit. Yeah. Alright, and then we get to issue 68, and basically the plot is we're going to have to go save, uh, you know, Spider-Man's daughter. Yeah, and Logan's uh, like, I didn't sign up for this. Hawkeye's daughter, yeah, and he's like, I don't want to do this. And they see another mole-sunk town. I don't know why, again, they're doing the moloid thing. Um, and basically we get to this N- Not only that, but like there's city. a guy standing, he's clutching onto the roof of a cathedral, and he's saying, uh, like, they swallowed the whole town, I climbed up here to be safe, but, like... Everything else went under. And I, so I was thinking, A, how recent was this that there's a guy still alive? And B, like, they just leave this guy there? And is this Mark Millar being like, is this him saying how real the world is that it's like you can't save everyone? Yeah, it is, because Hawkeye says we can't save everyone. Even this guy who we just, we could just carry down to the bottom ground floor. Yeah, he says there's nothing we can do here. Because, like, as if the Moloids will eat him as soon as he steps down, but the car is fine. Whatever. <laughs> we, we get to uh, the stadium where they said um, Hawkeye's daughter went off with two other superheroes, and they were calling themselves Punisher and Daredevil. I want to point out, so, real quick, uh, people uh, love this fucking story for some fucking reason, which is the reason why I hate it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and people were saying, oh, when, Ome- when uh, Logan was announced, and it looked like it was going to be based off Old Man Logan, thank God it wasn't. They said, how are you going to have it? They need to have Daredevil Punisher in it. Yeah, yeah Daredevil Punisher's role in the story is so fucking vital. Fuck you, fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> so these two kids who are like, we're... Daredevil and Punisher reborn are in like a, a coliseum and uh, Kingpin who's the ruler of this land is like it, basically it's a Roman coliseum type thing do we know who this Kingpin guy is supposed to be what like is this because knowing the story like is this Kingpin somebody's grandkid yeah this is what's confusing is people call themselves the same thing but the same some of the same people are around like Bruce Banner is still around Doctor Doom is still around but Kingpin is a different Kingpin yeah. but they don't mention yeah. that they don't mention that he's yeah. a different guy Related. Yeah, and basically, there's just like a, a coliseum where they have velociraptors. Yeah, they're imported from the Savage Land. This is and important. they <laughs> they let them eat the Punisher and Daredevil while they're chained up. So important to the story. Of... Oh, you can't have a movie yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like why in a coliseum? So why wouldn't you let Punisher and Daredevil fight the raptors? This, also, this is a minor aside. Because <laughs> they have to die. Also, That's the only thing. I just don't. It's like. 
the only way this story can make sense again if, if it's like Mad Max style where everyone has just lost their minds because you, you have like like the people of this land are just like yeah fuck yeah kill superheroes with raptors well in defense in defense of the story uh, I'm sorry to do that because it's, it's deserved it but uh, they do explain that uh uh, Magneto was original leader, and he was a, a fucking oh, dictator. Yeah. So they're, they're support Kingpin just because they don't want Magneto back. Okay, right. they keep you, making right. these jokes like I don't know why Magneto wanted Las Vegas. Why does? Why did he want uh, Las Vegas so bad? I don't, I don't know. fucking know. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those things like the I forget what the phrase is, but it's when you point out something and it's like, isn't this like ridiculous? So that way you're like, I acknowledge. I don't know why Magneto took Las Vegas. But like you but, made him take Magneto. Mark, but you're acknowledging it, so it looks like it's okay that you're yeah. like, I don't know why either. <laughs> so then Hawkeye's daughter is sitting in the cell. She's cocky looking because she knows she's going to get rescued. They drive on the side of a building. Because the spider mobile can do this. Yeah. Also, yeah, how she knew, she's like, that would be my dad. Hawkeye was coincidentally driving across the country for an unrelated <laughs> mission at this point. Because I can't write. Oh, go ahead. Also, he's fucking blind and like has no help, supposedly. So and He's like, using a sword whatever. and fighting dudes. Yeah, they, Whatever, keep saying, they, keep, they keep saying this is a world where uh, superheroes can't win, the age of superheroes is over, but the people still act like, oh, it's uh, uh, superheroes are having fun shit, like uh, a blind guy could come in and just kill all the guys, and, and the group <laughs> yeah, really. knows what's going to happen. It really is crazy how superheroes lost in this world. Uh, whatever. Um, then, again, this is the scene I was talking about before where she's like, 31 inches to the left of my voice, and he shoots the control panel or whatever. Yeah. Um, Kingpin comes in, and literally, Hawkeye's daughter just takes a gun and decapitates him by smacking the gun into his Oh, you're man. right. Yeah, yeah, it's a shotgun. Also, I liked, before uh, Kingpin made a line about, like, how someone asked, how do you beat Magneto? And he said, he got too old. And then... Oh, yeah. When, uh, yeah, his daughter goes to kill him, she says, No, your mistake was Kingpin, you got too old. And it's not like he looked old, like, that wasn't a good. Also, she wasn't there when he said that. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> Boy, the story's so shilly red card. It's not a good one liner. The, the writing in the story is very I'm just point for how cool the art is of him getting decapitated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with every Mark Millar, Steve McNiven book we do, or Steve McNiven, whatever, I can't stress how perfect the art is for these kind of books yeah like it works so well uh, it's, yeah, it's really so good. perfect that it transcends the book and it's, it's not worth deserving of such shitty writing yeah yes. actually we, we could just take out all the text bubbles and just look at it as like a picture book and be like this is interesting you actually wonder like maybe this is actually this is actually there's actually telling good dialogue maybe this actually is connecting interesting ways like your imagination will probably make it better than actually oh yeah, yeah 100 yeah. honestly i was a, serious <laughs> a book of logan going through a post-apocalyptic wasteland as a clean eastwood figure in silence sounds awesome. Yeah, yeah, I really think this would be better without any writing. Also, but... I have a theory that I think Mark Millar uh, rigged Steve McNiven's balls to explode if he doesn't do art for him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what? the only reason that he, that he works with him, I think. <laughs> but actually, if his balls explode, <laughs> it, you know, it'll set off a chain reaction. In. <laughs> One brief aside that I think enforces this point is when we were in college, we really wanted to watch The Outlaw Josie Wales, and we accidentally watched it an, an oh, yeah. audio file that didn't or a video file <laughs> that didn't have dialogue in it and we were super engaged for like a half hour yeah it really it really was like 20 minutes before we were like wait there should be dialogue here <laughs> yeah because you don't need, you don't need it in a lot of these things it's it's about the atmosphere and stuff yeah in mad max uh two uh uh mad max doesn't speak for like the first half an hour like he really literally doesn't say anything like that's uh, that, the trying with these type of characters like they just go out around the wasteland and, yeah, and, and, and that would work with this, but they want to just one-liner their whole way th through there, the But there are a lot of points where there isn't dialogue, and the art just carries it. Like, the, and like, it's, there's only good parts. <laughs> and those are the best parts, yeah. 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 
So, anyway, she decapitates Kingpin, and then uh, she basically is like, I'm going to kill my dad, too. So she's going to kill Hawkeye. It's because she's, she's like, ah, like, oh, you thought I was a hero, but I'm actually a villain. Yeah. Yeah, I want to be the next Kingpin. Yeah, she's like, apparently, if you kill Kingpin, you get to be Kingpin immediately. It's like mm-hmm. that whole like alpha pack style thing, except literally the guards are all watching her decapitate Kingpin, and then they're like, we'll follow you. So I guess, whatever. And this then... part bummed me out a lot, because earlier... When they were driving to save her, Hawkeye was like, I know I haven't really been around, and, like, you have to, like, we know it's super dumb and shitty that she's gonna go be a superhero, but damn, am I proud. And, like, I feel like that captures Hawkeye's spirit pretty well, and then it's just like, nope, cynicism, fuck you. I, yeah. I think that's, uh, that makes sense, because, like you said, he wasn't around, like, he just expected his dog to become a good person. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, like, the upside... Kind of, well... Ultron 8 should have raised her better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the upside is in a Millar book, if you're at least a villain, you have a low chance of getting raped. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so Logan's like, ah, oh, fuck, I have to help out now. Because he just sat in the car and watched this whole thing happen. Yeah, with his um, arms crossed. <laughs> yeah, so he drives in, saves Hawkeye, drives away, and then he's like, uh, you know, fuck my daughter. And then they <laughs> they fall into Hawkeye, she's Logan says, Logan, please, fuck my daughter for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant fuck, comma. My yeah. daughter is a villain. Uh, and then an earthquake happens. Everyone in this car, the, the, you have like a Mad Max style car chase with dinosaurs. Yep. Oh yeah. And then an earthquake happens. They all fall in. They wake up later, and Moloids have eaten everyone except Logan and Hawkeye because this is good writing. Yeah. And uh, they drive here, away. They basically, dri- they drive up. A, they drive up a flat incline wall. Yeah, because the car can do whatever a spider can. Most of this issues filler, by the way. My nose—I literally said they fight mobilized and then escape and they get to a bar. No, but you see—you do see some cool things. They drive through dinosaurs and then they. But they like, none of this supports a plot. Like this is like oh, uh, this you is... see Loki's dead body just crushed by a building. And you see uh, venom goo on the ground. I don't know <laughs> the symbiote. The ven- venom symbiote. The symbiote is like. S- chasing them in the background this whole story and then he like shows up and is defeated wait but what yeah. other frames like this is the first frame I saw him in because he's like yeah. front and center but was he there before chasing them yeah he was he, was, like, he yeah. shows up throughout constantly for me oh, oh okay. I never noticed I expected him to be like a big bad because of that but uh, I mean he's literally a big bad I I'm guess the story was myself. too subtle for Daryl and uh, Phil <laughs> uh, I guess so <laughs> and then you see Matt Rushmore and there's Red Skull's face on there now yep uh, so wait, what about when when they escape the Moloids and they go to that bar? So they go to a bar, and they're talking about their feelings, and he's like, oh, my daughter is, I screwed it up, and Logan's like, uh, you know, my life went to hell too, but I, I, I really, now that I have my kid and my, my kids and my wife, they're the only thing I care about, and I don't want to die, and he starts crying, and then some guys are like, queers, and then... That's <laughs> basically literally that basically, guy. And then Logan's like, I'll fucking kill you, and then he leaves the bar like I, then... this, this scene is so awkward because he's like i never want to harm another living creature and then someone's like hey logan you gay and he's like i'll murder you <laughs> and that's, that's what prompts logan to say why he'll never hurt somebody the fact he almost hurt somebody <laughs> yeah. this is yeah. and then he's like uh next issue i'm gonna tell you <laughs> yeah my i love that specifically like sit down i'll tell you at the bottom it's like next issue secret revealed <laughs> yeah and that's that So now we get Logan's backstory, why he won't pop his claws anymore. So it flashes back to he's with Jubilee in the, like, X-Mansion, and all the supervillains in the world just burst through the wall. And I think it's Doc Ock is like, 
have you realized that every superhero has like 30 villains so we're all just teamed up now we're gonna murder everybody we've already murdered like all the superheroes this is and actually uh, like this like, I, I said to Ryan because like this is actually like the beta test for this premise for Wanted because that's the same exact premise for Wanted yeah all the heroes oh, team together and beat Kill yeah, uh, Wanted guys... did it better by the way the story sucks <laughs> Wanted's also so bad but <laughs> so the thing that I found really interesting is there are a couple X-Men villains like Mr. Sinister's there and then there's like it's like claw and uh, Mr. Hyde, like these really like B-list villains. I, I don't want to say this, but like the, there's a reason why this works better on Wanted than in fucking Marvel. Because there's a reason why most of these villains work together. They have stories where these villains try to work together. They don't. One big simple fucking reason is Red Skull's a Nazi, and one of the villains that worked that was a mastermind. So this was Magneto. Magneto yeah. and Red Skull. <laughs> yeah, like why would like, he listen to Red Skull? Yeah. Like they actually had a story where uh, Magneto faked that he was going to work with Red Skull, and he actually locks him in a bunker underground and says, now you'll know how the fucking concentration camp victims felt. Fuck you. And he leaves him on the ground with no food and water, and leaves him to starve to death. Because that's what fucking happens when people work with Red Skull. He's a fucking Nazi. There's actually a fucking story where the Joker and Red Skull team, team up, and Joker finds out Red Skull's a Nazi, and Joker says, you know what? I may be a psychotic clown, but I'm an American fucking psychotic clown. Fuck you. <laughs> Um, in 2017 America, I've seen a lot of people unexpectedly defend Nazis, so maybe this is realistic. I don't know. But would you work with Nazis to enslave America? Maybe. Uh, you would maybe. work with them to keep fucking statues up, but that's besides <laughs> the point. The point is, and there's always story, the first, the first, very first story of Sinister Six was that the Sinister Six can't get, can't work together because they're fucking villains. They're inherently bad people. And, and they're, they're all just, like, in, especially in comics, every villain has some kind of like fucking psych, like psychosis. Like, yeah, exactly. They, they are not. They're very asocial. They're like, they they're all like weird hermits. who are like, I have a crazy idea to do this thing. Yeah, or the ones, or all. the ones that are really charismatic or charismatic, are they all want to rule the world? They probably don't want to share it with each other. Yeah, and they're very yeah. yeah the, the, the Magnetos are ideologically motivated. All the Magneto- like Doctor Doom owns a country. And runs a whole country. Why would he now run just Nebraska? <laughs> and like even if he, and, and and they show they show that country. They show Doctor Doom is a net benefit for that country. Like he runs it well, even though he's a dictator. Like yeah. people have a higher standard of living. Like why would he let the fucking dystopia plan, plan like this be his plan? So actually, as far as all these villains teaming up in this specific scene goes, it's actually not even real. <laughs> yeah. so what Wolverine is like? First, they kill Jubilee, and Wolverine is like. Oh, kids, get back! Because he's with you know he's in the X X mansion with all the kids and everything, and they all and he's like, don't look back! And he super like brutally murders all of them. And he, he keeps calling for help for the other X Men. He's like, where's Cyclops? Where's Storm? And he's he's fighting like a thousand villains just pouring in. Yeah. yeah, and then he even bullseye the Daredevil villain. He fights with him for ninety minutes, and they just keep taking chunks out of each other. But then it's revealed that it was actually an illusion created by Mysterio. And it was actually, he, you see this, the reveal happens before that where Hawkeye, as he's, or Bullseye, as he's dying, says, like, why would you do this, Logan? We were friends. And he's like, what? And then Mysterio's like, hey, okay. Scarlet Witch the whole time. I, I, I have a question. It was Mysterio yeah. the whole time. So right? it was Mysterio the whole time making No, I'm illusion. saying Scarlet Witch was the villain pretending to be Bullseye. Like, she uh, was the one, no. the illusion... It wasn't Whatever. Scarlet Witch wasn't Bullseye. Wasn't it, was, it? He, it was him holding Jubilee. Oh, it was Jubilee. Jubilee. How did he right. fight with Jubilee for ninety minutes but kill That's all the my other X Men? This yeah. whole no, this whole premise is dumb because this assumes the X Men have never fought Wolverine while he was in a feral rage. They say, "Oh, your friends will hold, will hold back while you're in a feral rage." Literally, that's one of the primary things the X Men did in the early days was fight him when he has a feral. Isn't rage. it also Mark Millar's Wolverine run? Doesn't that happen? Isn't that what Enemy of the State is? Yeah, like, that's what fucking happens. Like, <laughs> almost all of these X-Men can kick Wolverine's ass. Like, it's a fact. I'm sorry, Wolverine fans. 
<laughs> fucking Skull Witch can kick Wolverine's ass. Polaris, which is Magneto's daughter, who has magnetic powers, can kick Wolverine's ass without even trying. Cyclops is a ranged fucking fighter, can kick Wolverine's ass without even trying. But maybe... Maybe they were all just hanging out together and they were all ambushed and got cut down. No, really they're, they're, like, they all have protocols. They have protocols for Wolverine going fucking crazy because it fucking happens in the past and they, they know it's going to happen. Like, it's fucking... They know their premise is cool. Wolverine kills his friends. But they literally plan for Wolverine going fucking rage because that's a legitimate fear of Wolverine goes fucking It happens fucking... in Millar's Wolverine run. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, it's so it, fucking it's, dumb. It's one of those things that I, I, I thought it was a cool reveal because I'm like, Wolverine kills his friends, but like... like it, It's a good twist. He, he, he could kill like two, but... Like, he killed two of them before. Like, that would be a cool twist if he maybe he helped kill even like Jubilee and yeah. like... like that would be a cool twist, but he kills everyone. He actually kills all the X-Men. Yeah, it's a like, two-page yeah, page of Fucking all the Storm guys. controls the fucking weather. Fucking Cyclops <laughs> can destroy mountains. Also, another <laughs> weird... Another weird thing I was thinking about, when Wolverine was fighting them, he's like jabbing his claws through their like face and skull and chest is Wolverine doesn't usually kill dudes he doesn't right? like even like when he's like why, why when they break through the wall he's like well I guess I have to permanently well, kill Doc Ock they killed Jubilee immediately true and they do say like we've killed all other superheroes now you guys are here or whatever but, but just it I... seems funny after like fi- you know 500 issues of X-Men that Wolverine's like now <laughs> yeah. I'll kill these guys but this premise was done uh, way better in the movie by the way and, more, and it works better because actually a person realistically can't kill the X-Men yes yeah. that's true definitely so uh, so yeah it's, it's Mysterio and Wolverine killed everybody and he tells that story, and I honestly, even though there's super big problems with the scene, I think that is an interesting way to have Wolverine, like, hang up his sword as the samurai. Yeah. Like, I think it's that justifies that. I, I it's agree. premise, but shitty execution. Like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Execution? Haha. Early on, I was like, there's no way in all these scenes he wouldn't pull out his claws. Like, there's so much danger to him and other people's lives around him, yeah. he would pull out his claws. But then after seeing this, I'm like... Maybe I wouldn't if I killed all my friends. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Like it's a remorseful. Like he's remorseful. In, like to the fact to the point where he's like, I'd rather just die, like, yeah. than fight. So, <laughs> then one of the things that bothers me so much is every place they travel has some like elbow, like, uh, hey, hey, get it? It's a Marvel reference name. It's like it's, it's like fucking one is the same thing. Like they have to squeeze so much Marvel yeah. fucking references in every fucking page. Like so now the Ant Man. Yeah. So they drive past Pym Falls where you see giant Ant Man dead. And there's a little kid who has Ant-Man's helmet and takes their toll of 80 cents. Otherwise, he's going to make 8 million ants eat them. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. And even this, it's like, it's cute and fun. And Hawkeye, like, knows him and gives him 80 cents. And then there's, like, a million skeletons under the bridge. Yeah, like, this kid actually just kills people. We we skipped a part that I think is kind of important because I like it shows the despair that Logan went to. is After he killed the X-Men, he wandered around. He didn't know whether it was for days or weeks. And he finally decided they wanted to end it all. So he laid down on the railroad tracks. He put his head on the rail and let a uh, train hit, which is my favorite splash page in the whole series is the train just like ramming into his face it's real brutal but it shows that like he couldn't even die from that but he just wanted to like at least feel the pain and he suffered yeah Yeah, i was just thinking it's like man to be immortal and you kill all your friends it must it must really suck this idea is explored a lot more interestingly in a hulk story called banner by brian azarello where it's basically bruce banner is trying to kill himself but the hulk won't let him and it's because he keeps, like, killing people and attacking his friends and everything. And, like, it's an awesome concept. But, I don't know. <laughs> it's I, still I, I feel like, at least for the series, like, this is this was the peak, like, emotional resonance that it had. Yeah, this was my favorite, yeah. this is my favorite issue, for sure. And even yep. the, the idea that, like, 
in the pain he experienced and getting run over and regenerating over time, like like the a new Logan was forged out of that fire, you know, like yeah, it's, it's like he says that Wolverine died when he laid his heads on the tracks yeah. and Logan was born from it, which is a cool like transition. Yeah. A transition into the uh, Ant-Man kid that murders people. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the most little kid playing with his action figures thing I've ever seen in a comic book yeah. is Venom makes himself known now, possesses a giant T-Rex, and starts charging after them. Yeah. But they get saved by uh, Emma Frost. Yeah, so Emma Frost is, like, someone who used to be bad, is kind of good a lot, and she still looks very young. And she sends oh, Black yep. Bolt from the Inhumans, who is her new husband, I guess. Wait, I guess how so. did Black Bolt not stop the villains from taking over? Because they say like they had Dormammu, which is also stupid. Fucking like the, the OP, like god level characters like Dormammu. Like, why would Dormammu ever team up with fucking Doctor <laughs> Doom? Like, why would he? Like, so fucking stupid. But whatever. They they teamed up with like the fucking god level like Doctor Strange villains, and somehow like what? And then like Black Bolt's like, wait, we can't win. So they teamed the Black Black Bolt and the Frost made a treaty to save the Inhumans and mutants. From the wrath of the yeah. Spirons. Yeah, they just and betrayed their friends. I actually think choosing Emma Frost is interesting for this because she's one of the people that, like, would turn, like, with the villains to, like, make their coalition for survival and stuff. And one thing that I do like about this, too, is she still looks really, really young and she is using her psychic powers to just make her hideout look really nice and her look really young. And I think that I just am an Emma Frost fan, and I think that's an accurate. It's cool because it shows. It also shows the the power of her ability that she can simultaneously be in everyone's minds and changing their perception. Yeah. See, like, I was thinking when I read that it's like it's obviously because Mark Millar wanted more hot girls because the only unhot girl well, we've yeah. seen has been a banner. <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's also fair. <laughs> but basically, she like saves them and says like, "No mutants have been born in forty years." Blah blah blah, all that stuff. They fix up the spider mobile. Yeah, another connect. Another connection to Logan. Exactly. It's one of the few things they took from it that the idea that means are no longer the next step in But humanity. that's also, like, always the thing. That's been a thing I know, but I, in but I think Marvel's like the... continuity for fucking ten years. Yeah, but that's, I think this is, like, where they got it from in 2000, yeah. uh, from this actual mm-hmm. particular story. I thought it was pretty cool, that, that yeah. idea, cause especially because all X-Men early on is, like, we are, the like Magneto's always, like, we are the next... For the future. Know, yeah. We're homo superior or whatever. For homos. Mm. Uh, Wolverine will kill you if you dare call him that. <laughs> Go ahead. Anyway, we get... I just want to point out, we get an awesome one-page panel of Doctor Doom watching them. He doesn't do anything. He just watches them. And uh, then they get to New Babylon and the delivery... This is actually what I think is pretty cool. Because this whole time, Wolverine's been like, are they drugs? Uh, are you just like a drug dealer? And Hawkeye's like, don't ask me this. It just reminds me of how far I've fallen. But then they get to New Babylon, and the delivery is actually 99 doses of the Super Soldier Serum. That some guy that looks like fucking Laurel. Hitler. The... Looks like <laughs> Hitler, but he also looks like, uh, which one's the fat one in Laurel and Hardy? <laughs> Laurel? I don't know. Uh, I think Laurel. <laughs> Whatever. That's exactly who he looks like. And he... Hawkeye's like, I'll do this under one condition. I want to be one of the super soldiers. Like, I want to be a... Because the, the idea is these, there's 99 people in a rebel alliance that are going to take the super soldiers here and become superheroes and try to take back the world from the villains. Yeah. So these, this is apparently like a uh, like a rebel guerrilla force that's that he's supplying. So you're like, oh, he's, he's not selling... Well, he's selling drugs, but he's selling, like, good drugs. Yeah. Good drugs. And then it's revealed that it's a setup. Oh no, Hitler just... betrayed him. Yeah. Red Skull, who's the president, 
is he has his ear in every room in the city. So they shoot uh, Logan a bunch of times, and then they shoot Lo- Hawkeye in the head. And they're like, "Fuck you, villains always win." Because great, great one-liners during this the whole time too. Throughout, the, we keep we don't even mention all of them because there's so many. But it's just like, you want to see me beg, do your worst. And he's like, okay, and shoots him in the head. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's just so cliche. <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, Hawkeye's dead. Logan's captured. They take him to the fucking White House. They think he's dead. It, well, yeah. But, um, also, we get a flashback scene of when Red Skull killed Captain America. I want to say I love how Red Skull is drawn. Because yeah. as, and, like, a kid, I always just, like, skeleton dudes. And this dude is, like... Because, like, there's, there's some elements of, like, the continuity of time. And in here... Uh, this is Bucky as Captain America, not uh, Steve Rogers Captain America, because uh, Steve Rogers was dead this time, so he's uh. killing uh, Bucky as Captain America. Oh. Uh, fun fact. Oh, I, I didn't even I notice did, that. I didn't know. <laughs> fun, yeah. fa- fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> he's killing this other guy, not uh, this other guy. But um, uh, So, yeah, um, he, after he kills Captain America, he takes his mask and he wears it forever. Uh, yeah, they, I, uh, I, that was my other... My, my two favorite things are, like, the, the Wolverine reveal about why he won't uh pop his claws and then the other one is i like the idea of like red skull being so obsessed with captain america he wears his suit all the time because he's yeah. still like and he tries to like justify it. it's like you know victor is where the the ancients were the skin of their enemies and stuff but it's like no it's kind of like he's sad without him because you get a lot of that stuff of like batman needs the joker but it's like yeah. don't don't the supervillains also need the heroes that keep fighting them too yeah there's a few elements of that in here especially like uh, that's why banner this uh, supervillain hulk says that about wolverine like i need my, my arch nemesis wolverine mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wolverine's but, uh, first appearance was as a hulk villain i know so. he's well, like, I'm trying to be clever having it reversed but no you're not fuck you mark <laughs> Sly, he doesn't listen to this podcast. And I hope you do. I hope you read this, and if you are, fuck you. (laughs) Uh, It's also interesting that Red Skull in the White House has, like, a display case of... It's not... He's wearing Captain America's mask, but he has a trophy from each of the villages. Yeah, he has a map of the... He has a big map of the electoral map on the wall to show all his enemies. (laughs) (laughs) He has, like, Iron Man suit and Doctor Strange cape. How did Doctor Strange... I guess if Dormammu was up, whatever. Yeah, obviously Dormammu teams up with the fucking uh, Red Skull Nazi. (laughs) Whatever. Uh, but I, um, I know him from another dimension, but Dr. Octopus seems pretty cool. Doc <laughs> <Yeah>. Ock, <laughs> help! I'm pretty sure that, much like Red Skull and Captain America, Sly's nemesis is Mark Millar, and without him, Sly would waste away. <laughs> yeah. I was actually really happy like, when we stopped doing it for a while. <laughs> no, Whatever. you lie. As soon as Mark Millar goes away, you're, you'll be wearing a suit made of torn pages of nemesis. Hey, hey I was positive for all the Edgelords we've read since then, so like, it's just Mark Millar. Like, shitty Edgelord is where my... Line gets fucking drawn, line gets triggered. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, they bring in uh, dead Hawkeye and dead, apparently dead Logan, and Logan reses and uh, starts killing everyone, and then he decapitates Red Skull of Captain America's shield. I think that's actually kind of awesome. I, I it, thought it, it was it, weird, though, because he's like, as he's fighting, like Red Skull keeps taunting him, and he's like, oh, what did we do to you? You can't even take out your claws anymore. But like, he's killing people with like other things, Yeah. and like then you might as well take out your claws. That like At that point, we... Because they want to, they want to save him taking out his claws for the last issue. But like, when he starts killing people, that's actually the big transition. Violence against Nazis is always justified. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's also just his symbolism about when he takes out his claws, what that means to him. But, but just like the fucking dream, like you're losing the impact of it. Yeah, you do because yeah. it should have been for the no, last I, issue. I, think, now I like... think this is fair. Killing guys with like other things. 
Because the claws are the why? symbology of Wolverine coming back. I was surprised this is not the last issue. I'm like, why is this not the last issue? Why are you adding this extra fucking issue? Just have Wolverine's family fucking die. Spoilers. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so, like, if it ended here, this would have been okay. This last issue will piss me off the most. But um, I would have liked to see him, after dealing with everything, come back and do this. Like, yeah. I, so you get that, like, pop the claws for his family, but then also, you know. Pop the boner for his family. <laughs> oh, I'll save that during the entire time. I'm trying to resist it, but I can't. Pop the boner. That's, that's, yeah, they, they specifically say pop cl- pop your claws constantly, yeah. referring yeah. to his... Which is a kind of weird, I don't know, phrasing. Yeah. And uh, the way Wolverine escapes the White House from all the rest of men is he, he takes Iron Man's uh, old armor and flies out and flies all the way back to California... But still too late, uh, Hulk's He beats up two people? Wait, are Silas and this other dude that find him, are they Marvel characters? I have no idea who these guys are. Because it seems like you'd be referencing, why would you spend two pages being like, Silas, look over here, and then Wolverine fights them to get away. And they're like, this looks like real chromium, and I'm like, what is yeah, this? Yeah, like, <laughs> why? Why do this? I don't think they're real characters, but anyway, they, they're like, oh, your family's dead, sorry. You know, violence is never the answer, never punch Nazis, Logan. And Logan's <laughs> like, fuck you. And then Logan's like, but I had two more weeks, and they're like, oh, I guess I got blown. Yeah, they got yeah. bored as the reason to, like, kill his family. Which I was, like, I was disappointed that Millar couldn't even stoop to not murdering his whole family. Yeah, that, that's when I was like, fuck this book. I mean, that's what I was thinking, too, is, like, I know, again, realism does not matter in this fucked up, stupid world. But, like, if you have a, a system where landlords just constantly murder people from boredom, like, it's not like People aren't going to keep paying rent. It's not sustainable. <laughs> also, yeah. you own the whole, like, part of society. Why do you need money? That's yeah. I, the whole the whole thing doesn't like people wouldn't just live under the hulks. Also, they, how do they get money? Like in the movie, they made it fucking make sense because they need money because it's fucking still everything fell <laughs> everything fell apart for mutants, but the world continues as it is uh, for humanity, and that's even more creepy. The right? Fact that like it, the movie was that. actually still the United States just fucked up. Yeah. But this is like this is now just a, like a series of. This is Mark Miller trying to world build, and he sucks at it. Yeah, yeah it's an really unsustainable, chaotic world, which is what. Mark Millar's universe would be. No, but yeah. what, what I don't get is if you have a cr- crazy unsustainable world, that's when you get like Mad Max, right? That yeah, is exactly. a complete fantasy fuckfest. But this, it's weird because you have these these little pockets of people who are like, we're farmers working for money for rent, and at the same time you have T-Rexes just running around eating people. <laughs> it's like those two things actually can't coexist. Because like, most dystopias are more like you do this work and I'll give you food. Like yeah. an exchange of money doesn't make sense. Or like you still have these like cities that look like kind of like modern... American cities at the same time as like uh, the Hulk gang rides around and and just murders people for fun. Like like when they get to New Babylon, they still have like billboards and yeah. neon lights. Yeah, yeah. It just it, it really feels like it doesn't mesh at all because it's, it's, it's the two aspects of the aspects of Mark Millar. The aspect that's that's Mark Millar being a shitty writer, and the aspect of Mark Millar trying to pitch something that'll be good for a movie, which is like five percent of the whole book. But um. Yeah, final issue, Judge Giant Size Logan. If it ended with the fucking Red Skull fight, I would have thought it was okay. Here's where it gets fucking pure garbage. Here's This is just like pure, like, violent fan service. Yeah. It's yeah. so fucking edgy because all these fucking Hulk, like, redneck guys are in this bar and they're like, how come we couldn't have eaten the kids? Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. And then the kid, and then they're like, well, we had to send a message. And then one of them's holding one of the kids' arms and eating it like a chicken leg. It's not the kids' arms. It's someone else's arm. Oh, it's just somebody else's arm. They're just eating parts of people because they're cannibals. Wait, and then, also, like, and guys, then he, guys. he has, oh, just real quick, before <laughs> yeah. I forget this, 
and pur- purge it from my memory forever. One of them's holding the his daughter's raggedy Ann doll, mm-hmm. and he's like, "It still smells like baby milk." And it's like, get the fuck out of here! <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was that was a hundred percent Mark Millar fantasy. Yeah. But I I just don't understand. They're like, we have to send a message to look to Wolverine. It, why? Like, why? Like, it's because Hulk like, Hulk wants him to fight him. No, but no, but okay. So maybe just fight that way. But all the elder Hulks are like. He, he can kill them, and they, they just know this, right? And they're like, let's just eat his kids and see what happens. Well, they're, like, in, not, they're like, inbred idiot rednecks. There you go. But it's one of those stupid things that happens in these kind of stories all the time where somebody is somebody who used to be a badass is completely obedient, and you have to send the message to keep them obedient, and it always is the thing that motivates them to be a badass again. But but the thing is, in a lot of those movies and, and stuff like that, it's they just... they. It's just some random raiders attacking some what looks like a farmer, and he turns out he was yeah, actually. It's really the people that that cause like the damage to them, like. Yeah, and and yeah. this in this situation, they know this is fucking Wolverine that they're killing <laughs> his kids. Like, it's not yeah. like oh, let's just fuck up this random farmer. So you're like, let's let's eat Wolverine's kids and then just go hang out at the bar. <laughs> and this horse. guy killed all the X Men in this fucking continuity, and you're gonna <laughs> yeah. fuck with him. And like, they're like, they're so dumb that they're just like hanging out, like nothing bad could happen out of this. Like, yeah. So and he kills them very easily. Yeah, it's not even like a fucking. Uh, uh, it's not even a real interesting revenge story like uh, fucking uh, the Punisher movie or something like that where he's planning out uh, smart ways for them to kill each other or something like that. No, he's just killing them all. Yeah, like, he's walking. just running in there and murdering guys. Yeah, so like it's, it's just no, not even fucking well written and, you, and all it does is just show like Hulk's being pieces of shit like they're in brothels fucking women. Yeah, big gangbang, uh, all the women passed out from them banging them. Yeah, and then, oh. then Mulvaney kills him afterwards. And everyone's like, oh my god, Logan's coming to kill us, like, at, at the Banner fucking Redneck Residence. And Banner's <laughs> like, no, this is good, because I want to have this final fight with this guy who was my first enemy. Even though, uh, to me, like, Wolverine was just another guy he, he fought, because he was... Because he was like, it's okay. Maybe he's dumb. Maybe he's just so bored. But it's like, if you're so bored and you want to fight someone, you can go f- try to just fight him. Fight your like, kids. He, he killed his own... He basically <laughs> rigged it so that he his whole family would be wiped out. He went this up to explode in a, in a metaphorical sense. Yeah. <laughs> but um, also there's some there's some there's some rigging of people to explode too. He, he yeah, sends, yeah. He's, Wolverine sends some hulks in rigged to explode. Yeah, what so a, clever, very clever revenge tactic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so then uh, Logan kills everyone. Who's really trying. Like, it's like, there's no like, intention in this fucking story. It's so fucking poorly written. That's what was weird. Is they're all like hulks, so you'd think that they'd have some like strength over him. But no, but no the, the one person that does is Old Man Hulk. Old can, wait, can, Hulk. can can adamantium just go through Hulk skin like that? You're just saying yeah. uh, Hulk can uh, tear t- uh, Wolverine can't tear through Hulk, but you're just saying one of the reasons why uh, Wolverine like even have it happen here. He first after he kills all, all, all the Hulks, he goes to fight Banner, and Banner's an old man, and he cuts the Banner, rips him up. Then he turns into the Hulk and he's completely healed. Because you know what? Hulk has a fucking healing factor. That's why Hulk can't die either. Yeah. He has a fucking and that'll be that'll be actually a well-written story. Where Hulk is another tormented soul stuck in this fucking hellscape. But they made him to a fucking redneck that, uh... Banged his cousin? Yeah, like, they, they could have been interesting of that. Like, Hulk is another tormented soul, can't die either, because that's what Banner is. But no, Banner's just instead... He's a complete, he's a complete other fucking different character, unrelated to the Banner of the actual fucking universe. Yeah. And we always... When we, when we talked about, like, Civil War and, like, Wanted, we gave Mark Millar credit saying... When he writes... He only shits on characters when he writes his own characters... But this book disproves that. He shits on all, all the characters all the time. Like, fucking, all this fucking yeah. Ezra shit. So he fucking lost all credibility for me of this fucking garbage story. So yeah, Banner's a completely different character. Mark Miller was a shitty writer. Editors are the only thing that kept in place. If you take away any editor, he writes like a fucking hack lord. And, uh, yeah, so then... Uh, Sly, I just want counterpoint. There's no cuckolding in this story. That's true. true. I was waiting Wait. for it. 
Unless, does Ultron 8 count? And unless, I guess... No, because Hawkeye left. Yeah, yeah that's Hawkeye true. Unless, unless he left because she was cheating on him with Ultron 8. <laughs> we, can, we can read between the lines. Here. Yeah, we know what Mark Miller is going for there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's just assume that the worst, because that's what it is. And so, like I said, he, he fights Banner, and Banner's like, I'm crazy, I'm a redneck now, even though I'm a fucking scientist. And, uh, and uh, then... He shows it to Hulk, and then the Hulk literally eats uh, Bruce Banner. Uh, the, the Hulk no, literally eats. No, Hulk eats Wolverine, not Bruce Banner. <laughs> also, this Hulk is crazy. This Hulk is like King Kong. Like yeah, he's yeah. Wolverine alive, and he's also fucking giant. And then, like I said, it's fucking dumb because he's Wolverine, and Wolverine rips out of his stomach later on, uh, trying to be clever when it's not because Hulk again has a healing factor. Why would he not heal from this? Also, why would he eat Wolverine? Yeah, why would he Wolverine? But <laughs> and th- even his like last remaining redneck uh, like cousin or whatever is like. Wait, why'd you eat him? And he's like, we eat our enemies all the time. And he's like, yeah, but Wolverine is a healing factor, you idiot. Yeah, yeah. Like, how do you not know? Like, how do you... If you've, if you've been orchestrating this whole... Uh, the Gamma so Rays. Can... They made him crazy. <laughs> he's crazy. That explains everything. Good writing. Okay, so then... He, and then he has, he has one final baby, uh, Hulk baby. And and I guess to show, like, this is an inspiring emotional story, Hulk takes the baby to... Um, be his own son, like this is inspiring. Fuck you, Mark Miller. No, it isn't. It's a garbage story. <laughs> and he goes to raise Hulk Jr. as his own, and that's the end of the story. Yep. And Wolverine rides off into the sunset, being like, "I got a long road ahead." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he rides off into the sunset on a horse with fucking baby Hulk in his backpack, and it looks just like Yoda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it is really fucking like Yoda. So, final thoughts. Baby Hulk's pretty cute. That's my final thought. He is pretty cute. That's, I'll give uh, that. <laughs> some cool things, mostly not cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I say, I'd say there were like two to three cool ideas in here, and then everything else was unfocused and all over the place, yeah. and like it kept trying to be so many different things that it was just uh, trite in the end. I rank it above Millar's indie stuff, but be- but definitely far below his other Marvel and DC work. Hmm. I, I and I said this off mic, but I should say on, on the camera. On camera, on mic, whatever. <laughs> the reason why is this fucking made me so mad. Is for for the, the things that always make me so mad is the things I take for granted because so many fucking people say this is a fucking good story. Uh, like there's so many Wolverine runs I fucking love. Like Lara Hammer's run, Quick Claremont run, uh, uh, Barry Windsor Smith's run is amazing. Barry Windsor Smith's, Smith's run. Uh, uh, Frank Terry's run, which was like a little bit before this, and so underrated. No one ever mentioned that run. Frank Terry's run was fucking great. He was the first one to have Wolverine be like Wolverine from movies. He leaves the X Men to uh, not wearing the costume anymore, just fucking going around as like, basically a like, huge Jack and Wolverine. That run gets ignored, and then this one's always the fucking one gets recommended to new- newcomers like fucking Ryan. And it, knowing this, this is the shit that gets recommended to newcomers. You know, so much fucking better shit. This gets paid so much because he's so fucking mad. I'm sorry. But, but you have to, you have to remember that fan service is something that fans do like. Even yeah, though... they do. That makes, so, that makes me more massive of all. Is that this is what gets fucking attention by fans. Like, you get what you fucking praise, fanboys, and this is why people, people don't respect comics. Sly, have you read Mar- Millar's uh, Wolverine proper run, The Enemy of the State stuff? A little, a little bit. I remember it being decent. Like, I haven't. I'm just wondering if it's I, any better. That's, that's, that's probably why I, I also took this for granted because I thought Enemy of the State was decent. And I didn't read the whole thing. So what I read, I thought it was decent. So, I, so I'm like... People can't be that... Like, and people talk about this more in Enemy of the State, by the way, so... Yeah, but, like, I feel like with Enemy of the State, because it was in continuity and not some alternate universe, it might be more reined in. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, I think it's just the editors at this point. I, I, I refuse to give him any credit. It's just the fucking editors. I, it's always... It's just Grant Morrison and just the editors. He either rips off a good idea and has the editors rein him in, and then he, that's all he, a great idea he ever had. Fuck him. Yeah. 
Uh, if you want to read things like this, read Hulk's Future Imperfect or The End. They're way better and, like, yeah. same kind of ideas. Or just watch John Wick, which also rules. Or, or watch, watch Logan. Logan. Yeah, yeah Logan's yeah. really Or good. watch Logan. I thought that was a given. Yeah. <sighs> so, right. another Edgelord August has come to an end, guys. Oh, How do we feel? it ended too soon. <laughs> too, I'm, I'm fucking enough for me. I'm done. I feel like, <laughs> <laughs> because... Like last time we did like four things. I need like something to round me out at least. For, like, yeah, I'm like third. we just did two, right? You only yeah. did one. <laughs> I only did one. I, uh, you know, this was enough for me though. I guess. <laughs> you know, fine, Daryl. Do a solo bonus episode where you read fucking Kingsman or something. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Is, got is it. Kingsman edgy? Oh my god. <laughs> we, we really should to Lord August because we we do want to uh, return to Wanted and have Phil and Daryl read it. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. We'll figure so, something yeah. out. But anyway. I'm glad that we're all back together to be really mad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there, there was there was kind of just one really mad uh, uh, Hulk, you might say, on our team. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you guys enjoyed our journey through Edgelord August, you should rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or other places. We got a new review that's really nice. I'm going to read Thank it. Thank you, whoever that already. is. It's from RJ47890. Cool. And he said, as a podcaster myself, I cannot recommend this program enough. These gentlemen curse like sailors, but still come off as endearing and friendly. They know their comics, and they are not afraid to be swayed from their opinions if the argument is good. And they love freedom. Yeah, that's the ticket. We do. We do uh, not want to live under Nazi Red Skull, I do America. love freedom. <laughs> so, if you, if you also love freedom, listen to our political podcast. We did an episode on Nazis in the streets, now that there's <laughs> a Nazi in the White House. <laughs> and that's Oops, I Talk Politics. You can find that. And this, and all our other episodes at franzradio.com. Franzradio.com. <laughs> yeah. And I also want to do a quick plug to the Comrade Radio Network. Classic Schmassic just finished their summer of 70s, and it might be their last episode ever. Oh. I really hope oh, yeah. it's not. So everyone listen to that, and all of our listeners should join the Classic Schmassic Facebook group and tell Chris and Owen that you love it so much. Petition Please. your government. Petition your podcasters. Call yes. your representative and call your local podcaster. Did you hear about Classic Schmassic? <laughs> <laughs> and that and all the other shows can be found at ComradeRadio.com. Anybody else have anything else they want to add? Nope. Nope. Okay. Uh, don't eat kids. Don't, don't eat. Kids. Don't eat Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, don't eat Wolverine. What yeah. a story. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for listening. I've been uh, editors and Grant Morrison absent from his book. I've been a dinosaur covered in big black goop. I've been Redneck Hulk. And I've been Doctor Doom doing nothing. Stay in continuity. Comraderadio.com Independent Podcasting Network.